0: Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, Penoise. Hosted by Justin Bradford and Matt Best. Hello and welcome to another episode of Triple P, Preds, Pucks, and (laughs) Panoise. Good thing we have pop filters and everybody just turned off their radio. Who says radio anymore too? Their radio. Hey, I'm on the radio. No, I mean like who says that as their first like thing that comes to mind when you listen to things like podcasts oh well that's true yeah. yeah, yeah. well anyways Justin Bradford Matt Best uh, I got my first haircut since September 25th I bud. saw that you had like locks I had the fro when I was usually picked usually when out. you do your before and after like it's pretty drastic like your hair you is can, pretty yeah. long but that was uh, a rat's nest that was on your head <laughs> The curls get really thick, and so you don't realize how long it is until you like pull it out. You are an odd specimen, because not many Asians, half or full, get curly hair. You're right. I mean, I got my curly hair from my dad, who was bald.
1: So what does that mean for you? I will not be. I would have been having a thinning
0: hairline by now. My hair is thick. Are you I'm a, good. Are you confident? I'm 100% confident. Do you think you'll ever be bald in your life? Only if I choose to be. You don't think, like, by the age of 65, you'll be bald? No, I'm sure I'll be
1: thinning hair like most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naturally. But no, I I would have already been showing... I'm almost 40. I'd be showing signs by now. I'm pretty screwed. I I don't uh, even have a receding hairline. My dad's hair is pretty spotty, so uh, I'm going to get that when I'm older. I thought the old wives' tale, though, was that it's supposed to be based on your mom's father. I'm even more screwed. He was bald. Well, I guess you better let your hair breathe to stop wearing so many ball caps. <laughs> Look at it—you're not actually wearing a ball
0: cap this time. No, you... it was my dad's birthday today, so we went out for dinner, and I had well, happy to. Happy birthday to to your dad. He will appreciate that. But yeah, I had to yeah, uh, get dressed awesome. up and go out for dinner. So yeah, no, I think uh, this is one of the rare So you occasions. had to leave.
1: You had to leave the cage. I did
0: for once. Usually, yeah. I don't like. I don't go out much anymore. Like, pre-pandemic, I'd go to the bar, I'd go do all this fun stuff. Now it's like, do I have to go out? Can I stay in? Yeah. I mean, that's fair.
1: I think it's one of those things, the, the majority of the pandemic was uh, an introvert's uh,
0: wet dream. Yeah. And then it turned extroverts <laughs> like me into, like, so this is what it's like. Yeah, it's kind of nice. <laughs> But I mean, it's one of those things too. You still you can have, you can be more picky and choosy about your social time. Oh, 100%. Like I love my me time now, but mm-hmm. I also realize that I need to go out and do things and like see more than the same 3 people. Okay, that's that's totally fair and understandable. Uh, so speaking of seeing more than the same 3 people, the
1: predators have a string of playing Lots of Eastern Conference opponents here of late.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> what what a, what a segue, huh? Yeah, it was good. pretty
0: good. I'm proud of you. So, I mean, you
1: start off with Columbus back on November 30th, and then a string of Eastern Conference opponents all the way until December 14th when they meet Calgary at home. Like that's a, that's a lot of the same conference. I mean, Boston comes came to town, uh, Montreal came to town. Then they're in Detroit, New York Islanders, New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers. It's that that new york area swing coming up after they play in detroit on tuesday night so it's uh,
0: interesting we said pre-show that there wouldn't be a ton of hockey talk but for this week coming up against the red wings the islanders and the devils you gotta think they win two out of three here right i would think so i mean with the way this team's playing they can be a little streaky
1: uh, but the red wings are they're not a bad team right now no i mean that's the one game three that's the one right that's
0: the one where it's like that I'd understand You run into just a young team full of piss and vinegar That's all happy It does kind of worry me a tiny tiny bit That over the last two games for the Preds Specifically against the Canadians You shouldn't be going to overtime against them uh, Getting shut out by Boston I understand that completely But you should be able to muster up a goal Because that team is not the scary big bad Bruins That they have been in years past They're right. pretty far removed from it They're still a good team but a two-nothing shutout to them a few years ago holds much more weight than a two-nothing shutout now.
1: Yeah, but uh, now here's the thing too, and I mean we can really dive deep into it, which we're not going to. The overall played pretty well against Boston. I mean, we yeah. looked at where the shots were taken from and everything. Soros played really well too. They just couldn't they just couldn't get one. And that's one of those things with a young team. And that's why I even asked head coach John Hines that when a team plays well overall, How do you work with the mental toughness and everything to get past that? And how do you not let people get down on themselves, especially young players? Mm -hmm. It's, I don't want to say easy, but there can be that demotivation factor of, well, we tried everything. We couldn't get anything through. And this is not saying that they're going to speak outward about this. It's going to be in the back of their heads of the snake bittenness is when you put up 42 shots and nine of them come from Roman Yossi right and then you can't muster one goal yeah the goaltender was swayman played really well that game but overall the shots were there were some decent quality shots too it wasn't like they were all perimeter shots either there's some good high danger opportunities i mean i think they matched boston's high danger opportunities in the game at nine i'm trying to recall that was a while ago so try to remember what it was but even then it's not like when you look at the heat map there were all bad opportunities it's just they played well but boston did better and boston's goalie played even better than that so that's going to be interesting too to see how a team can respond to those types of things like you said montreal a bad team right yeah. now but they had to go to overtime against them to get the win forsberg that's the positive thing too but it's those learning experiences too that they can take with them going forward
0: they uh they took my advice that i cried about on the last podcast and i just said please <laughs> shoot the puck they have 86 shots over the last two games how about that that is shooting the puck that is what you want to see continue <laughs> um it's against the the 40 plus shots against boston was surprising the 40 plus shots against the Canadians. Not so surprising. Uh, If they can keep it above 32-33 each night for this whole week, that would be good to see. The Islanders Mm -hmm. goalies are just not as good as they have been in years past, but I would never count out Sorokin or Varley. What is up with the Islanders? What's up with them? Is it just COVID? (laughs) The lazy answer is COVID. The better answer is they're not as resilient as they've been touted out to be because this Islanders team has always been like, they're a system team. They just run the same system and it works with anybody. Now you're seeing that whole, yeah, it doesn't really work with anybody that you throw in there. You need your guys to perform like Anders Lee, not playing the way Anders Lee can play is hurting them in a big way. Matt Barzal not being like the ultimate superstar is hurting them too. I mean, he has 13 points in 20 games this year. Mm -hmm. You kind of expect more from Matt Barzal. You kind of expect him to take that next step. I mean, last year he was under a point per game. 2020-2019 season under a point per game. That 2017-18 season, though, still lingers where he was just a man on fire. I think Matt Barzal is a 70-point player when it's all said and done. It's just these Islanders need him to be an 85-point player right now with what's going on with their roster. And when you look at, it, I know it's really early. It's only a quarter of the way into the season. And granted, the
1: Islanders are going to have a slew of home games mm-hmm. to flow to, because they started out on the road so much. They're going to have a lot of home games to close out the season and everything. But it starts to get to the point to where, yes, even though they're only twelve points back of a wild card spot, you start digging yourself a hole that there's almost. I don't want to say ma- it's not mathematically impossible, but it's almost mentally impossible, physically impossible to overcome, overcome that much of a hole that you're digging yourselves into. No matter how good of a team you are, you still want to be competitive enough to where you're not 07 3 in your last 10. It's one thing to be well, a little streaky and be like
0: four or five and one, you know, and not that good, but 07 3, that's rough. I don't even think it's streaky. I think it's just their offense is putrid this year. I'll, I'll give you a number here and you tell me if it's over or under. Do you think the Islanders have four or more or four or less players with 10 or more points? I mean, I will
1: not lie that I looked earlier today and it's definitely less. Yeah,
0: it's two. It's bars with 13 and Brock Nelson with 11. That's awful. That's not good. like when you have Anders Lee, who is just a goal scorer. When you have Josh Bailey Kyle Palmieri, uh, people thought Oliver Wallstrom would take his next step. He's really good at putting the puck in the back of the net. And that's about it. Um, You'd hope that he'd get some people with at least 10 points through 20 games by now, Mm. but that's just not happening. That's one of these cases where you can look at the stats and go, yeah, it's cut and dry. Anders Lee, four goals. That's not helping your cause whatsoever. Four goals, four points, so it's not like he's contributing elsewhere. Um, It it just feels like Matt Barzal's on an island. I'm not trying to make a pun there. All by himself, trying to get this team going. And Sorokin and Varlamov have been... Pedestrian, I guess is the best way to put it. Varley's been bad, not pedestrian. Sorokin's been good. Bad. But Varley's been, like, not 1A, 1B quality. He's been, like, mm-hmm. Michael Hutchinson quality. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into some things.
1: Yes. First of all, because we didn't get it. We, we had to br- we briefly touched on it, and then it got revealed. Your thoughts on the Stadium Series jersey, Mr. Best. Sure.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 man. <laughs> so Almost. you and I had a conversation oh. about this, too, that like on our Twitter profiles and even here on the podcast, we can't really poo poo shit on them as much as if we wanted to, we could, uh, because there's relationships of hold, et cetera, et cetera. But I will say they're terrible. They're not, they're not good. Um, the Smashville <laughs> font is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. Like, that's just bad. If you thought writing jersey in cursive was bad on, on a jersey, the Smashville font, like, with one letter being bigger than the other and things like that, it's not good. I don't really like the Guitar Pick logo to be, like, the primary. You and I talked about this. Put it on a shoulder. That's cool. We like that. But in this case, just make that mother effer bigger on the center of the jersey. Get rid of Smashville. Add some gold piping. Go with the navy blue. And then that's fine. That's how you fix this jersey. Um, you won't catch me ever spending a dime on any stadium series merch. When we go to the game, I'll maybe buy a pin or a puck, but I will not buy any clothes. The logo for the game is good. Yeah, but the jersey's like... Right, the happening? logo
1: for the game. I like the logo for the game. Like I... That's good. So here's the thing for me. They explain it. You know, they want to do hat show print. For it, which is you know, pretty iconic here in Nashville with all the different posters for concerts and events and everything too. And they've done plenty for Predators games, especially during the playoffs and stuff. That's, that's nice and all. <laughs> when you have to take more time to explain what you did instead of it making sense right off the bat, then you failed at your job. Yeah. That's the thing for me. I know Jim Chandler said it, and I said it to other people too. When you have to over-explain what you did and it's not obvious what you did to try to make people have that. Oh, oh I see it moment. Yeah. It's you, you didn't do it right. It should just be self. It should be self-explanatory. It's a Jersey. You should not have to over-explain what you did to make people understand it, to realize, Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Understand what you're trying
0: to do. Good idea. Bad execution. The, I'm going to read off because I quote retweeted. And I said, if you had to choose and I put up the <laughs> Nashville Jersey and the New Jersey devil's Jersey, and I'll read you just a few responses. One, naked. I choose naked. Naked death. Courtesy of our friend Kat. Uh, number two. Hey, Kat. Uh, I'd sooner <laughs> buy the Jersey Jersey for every single person I shop for at Christmas than gift a single one of them Smashville from Scott Wheeler of the Athletic. So uh, he's not a big fan of it either. Um <laughs> And then Sean Warren just comes out and says, honestly, the varying thickness in the Smashville letters irks me so much. I'll take Jersey. And then another few fun ones. No. Uh, Is there a reset button? Skins. Jersey. It's not close. It's just it's not a good Jersey. And I, I saw a lot of people joke about this, too. At least Preds fans can agree on something this year. No, now granted, there
1: are there are folks that like it, and that's great. That's I'm cool glad that, that you enjoy it and everything. I don't think anyone's gonna bag on you for liking it.
0: I, I just want to hear if I, if why. By sheer numbers,
1: by sheer numbers, it's never going to be 100 of people love or hate something. It's never going to be that. Somebody's gonna be like, "That's cool. I get mm-hmm. it. I like the concept." It's just overall, when when it's like this, there's so many little things like they're they're on the right path with going navy. People wanted that. The tease was hype, man. But the tease was so hype.
0: How in the hell do you get a group of, let's say, 10 people together in a room and they all see that font and go, this works? Like, how does, like, not two people say something or three people? I mean, we weren't in the room, but it just feels like it's common sense to not like the Smashville because the E just screams at you at the end. Well, and and what, And what? I know
1: it's hash show. But the S's.
0: Yeah, it's... The
1: third S. And again, I understand it's supposed to be hat show print. But when they're going to have to over-explain this on TV
0: and everything, so it is not good. No, this looks like when you order a jersey illegally from a different country and it comes in and you're like, this doesn't look like the picture. This isn't what it is. Ah, Some of the letters are bigger than one or the other. That's what it's like ordering a bootleg jersey sometimes. So this, to me, and it's just cluing it now, looks like a bootleg jersey. And if anyone's ever ordered one online, go look oh at the yeah. one you ordered. Go look at the Smashville jersey.
1: Oh my god! They're
0: the same.
1: You're actually so right. It's right? The, it's it's the off color blue on the numbering. The cold jerseys. Uneven
0: spacing. Like,
1: where where like the nameplate is off is off center. But the big thing is with the numbers being blue and it's
0: the wrong color blue, people are like, I
1: can't spot the difference. Like... <laughs>
0: uh, like, I what? wear fake hockey jerseys when I go play pond hockey. I won't ever wear a real one. I'll put on my winter coat and I'll put on a fake one. Or I'll put on, like, a very old real one that I have. I wouldn't even wear this doing that. It's not a good jersey. It's uh It's a you tried, here's a gold star for you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's... Swinging a miss is the nicest way to put it.
1: Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> where do we go from there? Okay. We did have plenty of questions come in, so let's go to the most important one right now, which is from Andrew. Why are you like you are? <laughs> okay.
0: So he he. <laughs> I read. I hate you. Um. I've known Reed for a long time. He's full newfie. I love him lots, but he sent me my own treat t- tweet like in my dm and i was like if you tweet it we'll answer it and then i was like i'll bring it up at the very end because i love reed and i didn't know you were going to lead off with that and i wish i knew why i was the way i am We don't know have... but your hair looks good thank so. you so does yours look at us fresh cuts on the pod today an audio yeah. podcast
1: in our in our filipino ways yes i did when i put we put up all the christmas decorations pretty much all up i got my puddle hanging up in the window nice as well have another little one to hang in the living room so i have two puddles are you parties. done
0: christmas decorating yeah i might do
1: a little bit more but for the most part all done got the village set up um if folks if you haven't seen it i tweeted out my my geek tree yeah with all the different ornaments it has star wars marvel disney harry potter peanuts uh plenty of different things on there so i'm very proud of that that tree did you put up lights outside yes yeah, once so Alex is actually going to a wreath making event. That's cool. Uh, tomorrow, and it's like part of her job. Like it's part of her job. It's like she's being hosted there as this at this event. So I'm going to get a picture and some video of the lights once that wreath is set. Because right now we have a, a temporary, we have an interim wreath. Nice. <laughs> we have a Mike Yo wreath
0: that's uh, uh, <laughs> hanging
1: on the front door. <laughs>
0: um. Also, while we're on the topic of Christmas, before we dive deeper into the mailbag, how was the Muppets concert? Dude. Because, okay, okay, so, one, a little disappointed in you. Slightly. What? Uh, You tweeted out a picture that day of you wearing a holiday cheers, like, Muppets get up. That sweater. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to wear that out to the show tonight? It's incredible. And then I scroll through your timeline, I see you looking snazzy in a suit, and I was like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Because Alex wanted to wear her green dress, and I was not going to wear a
1: sweatshirt.
0: (laughs) Why? My fiance wore a dress. (laughs) Why all the because attention? Didn't want to, but then all the attention goes to her as it should, and then you're just no. There. It would
1: come to me cause it looked like the douchebag wearing <laughs> who's a the shirt. asshole
0: wearing a sweater? Exactly. Yeah, who's but... the asshole? Me. <laughs> it looks so good. It's such a nice
1: vintage. Well, sweater. that's why I wore it, though. That's why I wore it.
0: It's like because I'm... it. I went to work. I was on Zoom calls with that. <laughs> I think that day too. I looked at your hair and went, "He needs a haircut."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely did, but. It was fantastic. It was actually... I did not realize this going in. I should have since I used to work there. That it was actually the North American premiere of the Muppet Christmas Carol concert. Oh, nice. Because it, it premiered in London uh, this year. And this is the North American premiere of it. And this is this is what I'll say for those of you that have never been to a, con- a, a movie in concert. So... Even if you're not in Nashville, the, these things tour all across North America and the world. So whether it's like Star Wars or Harry Potter, Back to the Future is coming to Nashville. Toy Stories coming to Nashville. They were going to do Ghostbusters. That might come back. There's probably Marvel ones in the near future. They play everything. Everything. So even the Walt Disney Pictures, you know, the beginning of... Yeah, da, yeah. Da, da,
0: da, da, With the twinkles that. and all that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: They play the intro themes. They play the full credits is they it play everything
0: the same length as the movie or is it extended somehow no it's it has the same length oh so what
1: it is is a the pro- production company strips the score from the movie and wow. the orchestra plays the entire thing live to a t like they have what's called a click tracker in their ear that keeps everything to the right beat the conductor has to make sure everything is right and that's what they do in rehearsals that he has a little screen that is tracking exactly where the orchestra is supposed to be at certain times. So you don't get too far ahead or too far back. You have to be right on the moment.
0: That looks pretty cool. Because movies,
1: right? Yeah, Things yeah. Things have to hit at the right moment. Like if there's an action sequence or something like that, it has to hit at the right moment or it's ruined. No. So yeah. that's the great thing. And the pl- through the whole credits as well, they play the whole credits and everything. It's, it's so awesome to experience this. And they included The Love Is Gone, which is that lost song that was cut out of the release to home video. I don't know that a theatrical song. release. It's it's a, it is an original piece of the movie where Scrooge's fiance is basically breaking up with him in an F U way. Nice. Where it's like he's like I love you. She's like you used to, and Ooh. the girl goes into a song about the love is gone, but God. all the different ways that the love is gone. It's like damn, this is not for children. <laughs> like like in, in, not in terms of, like it's bad or raunchy, but it's so deep. Like it is a deep cut. It's like an Adele song. Mm. Is what she's singing. Adele's
0: new album slaps, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's very like an Adele good. song in a Muppet movie. <laughs> it looked like fun. It looked like you had a very good time because I know how it's much like live music, especially like orchestras and classic music and all that, means to you. So I'm glad you had a good time. Thank you, and
1: especially with the Muppets,
0: man. Yeah, Muppet. Like can... everyone likes the Muppets, and if you don't, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> that's
1: the f-bomb you choose with. Okay. yeah well
0: i almost <laughs> blew it earlier i just i like the muppets the muppets can stay oh.
1: okay so let's go ahead and jump right into our mailbag here and i'm sure other things will will pop up uh coming from kyle good friend kyle hmm. what's oh wait actually let's go to this first question has uh, best of matt ordered his harper stadium series jersey yet
0: kyle you know damn well what jersey i'm getting I will not be getting a Stadium Series jersey. And if I did, honestly, it would probably be Ben Harper. I'm not even kidding, just because ugly jersey, bad player, kind of go hand in hand.
1: Okie dokie, on to the actual <laughs> question. What's your favorite hockey food? I'm assuming this is something you get at a
0: game. Okay, I was going to ask you to go first, so you could narrow down like the rules of what hockey food is. Like, something mm-hmm. you get at an arena, I guess, is what we're going with.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that, and I mean, for me, this is just... Something I enjoy at sporting events And I know it gets a little messy But I enjoy barbecue
0: nachos Ooh, I like specialty nachos From different places Because different ballparks do it, different hockey Like arenas do it differently Um, When I worked for the Jays, There was always this one food section That would just rotate out new foods all the time And -hmm. they would have like different kinds of nachos All the time, like Thai nachos Jerk chicken nachos And so I was like, yeah, give me all that Uh, But for hockey food give me a slice of greasy pizza from like the local vendor that's there because if you go to Detroit you'll get like little Caesars like made right there um the Leafs you get pizza pizza but it's like 17 times better than actual pizza pizza because I refuse to order pizza pizza here in Canada it's kind of shitty but I love greasy arena pizza what? we have Hunt Brothers we have gas station pizza
1: and don't you all come at me with but it's actually pretty good shut up Ugh. no it is gas station pizza and no is it no. actually gas
0: station pizza or are you just calling it a gas station pizza
1: oh, it's gas station pizza that's where you find hunt brothers is in gas stations and i'm not trying to bag on gas station pizza
0: but i would want something a little bit higher quality yeah but gas station pizza is good for a certain demographic which is glug 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 i've had a lot of drinks
1: uh, but still you need a requ- the sauce is okay actually but the crust is so flimsy and floppy I don't want that. I want is it? A, it's so doughy.
0: Okay, Everything so doughy. pizza, pizza outside of the Scotia Bank Arena sucks. It feels like you're eating cardboard. You go into the arena and have the pizza, pizza there, and it's like, why can't I have this all the time? No, have, it's Hunt Brothers. No, it's the same. Like both places. I'm never, I'm. Ne- I'm
1: Hunt Brothers will never sponsor me. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. It's never, it never gonna happen. Is it? Like, what's wrong and, with and it? You, what's you wrong can with see it? Me- it doesn't taste good. It doesn't taste like, it doesn't make me feel like, you know what, I'm going to grab a slice of pizza. I only eat it because it's free as a media member and I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. You're. I'm not trying to make fun of you, but, like, you're not one to turn down food because, like, you just, like, eating. And I don't mean that as a rude slight. I just mean that as well, in, that, like, if you don't like something things, that tastes good, then. Of
1: yeah. all the different things, that they, of all the different pizza companies they could have. But Hunt Brothers is based in Nashville.
0: Is it like, does it have a rep around town of being cheap? Can you, can I order it with my phone or call and like people can, you can order it and, and have it specialty made at the gas station. Yes. Oh my God. So it legitimately is gas station pizza. Like it is. there's I'm no like lying. standalone store. It is gas station pizza. No, it's
1: gas station pizza. It's partnered with gas stations. That's disgusting.
0: Well, it's not gas station food. Can, it's not disgusting. Gas station food like can be good. But by the way, it's not and almost say it's
1: disgusting. I'm not
0: trying to bag it like that. It's just like I don't that is not the pizza that I want. I just feel like having a pizza oven in a gas station is not something that people are prioritizing. (laughs) So the pizza oven probably sucks and everything probably sucks to make it because that shit's expensive. Whereas you want a hot dog, you get one of those hot dog rolling machines at a gas Uh station. And they're fine. With the tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you those know, are yeah. fine. Drunk Me orders that from Seven Eleven all the time. So um, Alex orders those, too. They're pretty good. They're not good for your stomach, but really good.
1: Oh, yeah. But I, of all the things, I'm just rattling up Jets, which is probably difficult to pull off because it's deep dish, Detroit style. You have Domino's, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, all the major chains. Just one of those major
0: with. ones in there right even little caesars i'll take little caesars little caesars in um, an arena slaps and i'll hear no argument yes but not hunt brothers get that shit out of my face nothing makes me happier than going to detroit going to comerica park and ordering a personal (laughs) little caesars pizza for myself and then have the hot dog guy come with his bucket of hot wieners and then get one from him while i'm eating my pizza in my chair with my two (laughs) beers that cost me 12 bucks like now here okay Great. Here's our here's redeeming factor for Hunt Brothers. You
1: want the redeeming factor? Cheap. No. Their breakfast pizza is good.
0: Ew. Ew. What's on a what breakfast pizza? Eggs? Eggs, sausage, and cheese. There's something that bread. shouldn't just be breakfastized.
1: But, 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 and then they and with, with gravy. With a little bit of gravy what on the there. F- why? Okay, dough is dough.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like it, bread.
1: Bread and gravy. And then eggs... Sausage and cheese. There is nothing weird about it. It's just served at breakfast time. What kind of sauce is there? No, there's no. sauce. the gravy. Is the sauce? This is disgusting. It's not disgusting. <laughs> it is disgusting. Yeah, it's this. It's the same breakfast element, it's just in the shape of a pizza. If you put that into a biscuit, yeah, but then a you're biscuit like, oh, is good. accepted
0: as a breakfast food. It's dough. It is cheap pizza. They're all the same. Ugh. I promise you. No. Yeah. I... I would have to be hammered and awake at 6 a.m. to have there, the breakfast pizza. There's
1: The only time I get to have it usually is when I'm at the rink. And you the only time. choose the breakfast pizza. What else? There's no other breakfast foods available at that time Skip at the rink. Skip it. No. Oh. It's actually pretty – that's the only redeeming factor. I'm going on a long shot here to give him a redeeming factor. Okay, let me have that. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, who is the better – this is from John. Who is the better bounty hunter? Uh, Mando or Samus Aran?
0: Ooh. Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to pick Mando. Mando just has that badass, like, redeeming quality to him. Plus, I've also been more privy to more Mando in mainstream media lately than Samus. Yeah. I feel as if, if Samus had all of the attention that Mando had in mainstream media, then maybe they could have created a badass version of him. But just her. because of ma- her, her uh I'll go I'll go Mando here. <laughs> I mean I, I'm gonna go with Mando as well because I'm more familiar
1: with that. So I will apologize, John, they're not as familiar. I played the game, but that was a long, mm-hmm. long
0: time ago when, when I played Sam when I played Metroid. I used to use the shit out of her in Smash too because God. she was so, like, elusive <laughs> and did so much damage. Okay, let's see. Uh, this is from Adam, and
1: I don't. I think this is going to be to me, because you haven't watched it yet. This is from Adam. Do you want Daredevil
0: slash Kingpin to show up in Hawkeye? I'm just going to say yes and let you go with it, because that just sounds cool to me. I haven't watched Hawkeye yet. So
1: there's been a hint that possibly Kingpin was in Hawkeye in the, in the most recent episode. So I would I want to see Kingpin. I'd rather save Daredevil for something else, or maybe tease at the very very end. But you're gonna to get too much going. We did get confirmation.
0: Charlie Cox. That
1: Charlie Cox is Cox. going to be Daredevil going forward. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to see Kingpin show up because then you're adding a, a pretty good villain uh, there as well. So uh, yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, no, I I just want more Daredevil. I need to rewatch Daredevil actually. Me too.
1: Uh, here's one, and I want to put this on you just to see from an, more of an outsider's perspective, because I know I've touched on it a lot. This is from good friend Peyton. Why is Forsberg so streaky aside from the obvious contract year Talking points. Supporting
0: cast. It almost That's completely good. boils down to his supporting cast. Um, you look at some of the streakier players in the NHL, and they all have one thing in common. They don't have... Pardon me, burp. They don't have consistent line mates throughout most of their tenure with the team. You look at players who have Philip Forsberg's skill set, and the first one of the first people that actually comes to mind is Dustin Brown. Early in his career, he got to chill with Anze Kopitar forever. They were line mates forever, and Brown had a great start to his career, and then his skill tailed off. Forsberg's skill hasn't tailed off yet. It's just I feel like too much in his career so far. It's been all right, Phil. We need you to carry the line with this guy. Oh, well, that line's struggling. This player's struggling. Can you go be the spark plug for him? Uh, Phil Forsberg doesn't need to be the spark plug. He needs to be the key cog. He needs, like, his Robin to go and play with. Um, Mikkel Granlund is finding a bunch of Robins this year, which is fantastic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But Phil needs just not a superstar to play with, just someone that gives him immense chemistry. Someone who actually comes to mind is Tyler Bozak really calmed down Phil Kessel early in Kessel's Leafs tenure. And then Kessel started scoring goals like a madman. Because it was always Phil, Bozzi, and JVR. That was the first line, always. And boy, did that line carry that team through a lot of hard times. Give Phil consistent line mates for three quarters of the season. That's not an outlandish ask. Um, You look at a lot of the top teams in the NHL. The top players play with each other on each team. It it works. There's a reason why it works. Give Phil a buddy and let him play with him. Okay. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, this one
1: comes from Silent Night, world champion Lee. What's your prediction for the biggest surprise slash reveal in No Way Home? Of course, we're talking about Spider-Man here, which is next week. It is. Am I seeing it before you?
0: We, I'm seeing the 7 o'clock show on Thursday. Uh, is that the 16th? Yes. I'm seeing it at 7.30 oh boy so we can talk after i'm excited oh no we yes. should save it for an episode is what we should We should do. absolutely save it for an yes. episode yes we'll
1: figure that, that out. maybe we record it pretty soon after so it's all fresh but we don't release it immediately yes we release it as an only spider-man episode for people so they don't get any
0: confusion with spoilers. yes like a half hour to be fair i will literally title it spider-man no way home or whatever this one's <laughs> called, um, no spoilers, no spoil. yeah, just well, well yes spoilers. So yeah yes spoilers. yes, spoilers lots of spoilers, spoiler so, warning throughout. what the whole what thing. do you think?
1: What's your prediction? Do you have any predictions? what What you thinks gonna happen?
0: I honestly don't, and I'm kind of happy I don't because I want to go into it with an open mind, not to just not be disappointed or anything like that. But I don't want to be like, oh, I was so right, or oh, I'm disappointed that what I wanted didn't happen. I just kind of want to take the movie at face value, which is like a cop-out answer to this question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I There's nothing really huge that I want, other than all the OG spots. You know what? Emo Peter Parker. Give it to me. Emo Peter? Oh, okay. It won't okay. happen, but... If it does, I'll be super happy, and if it doesn't, I won't okay. be disappointed. That's okay. what I want.
1: Here are a couple things that I think would be neat, but don't have to happen. I, I'm not, like, banking my like of this movie on these things happening by any means. It would be really neat to, when something's happening in the multiverse, where they're seeing different things or flashing to things, that we have one brief look at mutants. X
0: Men. I think you might get that as With a... Hugh Jackman As a... Uh, uh, Post credit scene, something. That's what I think. That's where
1: I think you'll get that. Um, I'd like to see. uh, This is again things that don't have these could be very minor Easter eggs, even or quick flashes. They don't have to be major story points. Uh, Let's see, Um, Deadpool Mm. be potentially another one that could happen in there. This is aside from having Toby and Andrew in this. That's
0: that's one thing that is just I expect that. Like okay, I was gonna say, do you think it's gonna happen? Yes. Like, I 100% I don't think it's uh, going to uh, happen. Okay, I was not say, how many percent? 100%.
1: I 100% think something's going to happen. Even if it's brief. It could be very, very brief. Do you think Emma Stone's going to be in it? No. Damn. I know. Hmm. Now, we might get a Kirsten Dunst. Yeah.
0: Has she been in anything recently?
1: She's been in a couple things, but nothing major, I don't think. So those are a couple of things that I'd like to see in terms of moving the MCU forward. Um, there could also be a tie-in to not Doctor Strange, but a tie-in to Ant-Man, Quantum Mania.
0: Mm-hmm. When is that, that supposed is to come out?
1: Next year. They finished filming. That's not even coming out until next year. Like twenty twenty-three then? Actually, actually, sorry. I think that's like tw- yeah, spring twenty twenty-three. Oh sorry. My God. Or winter twenty twenty-three. So a long, long time away. I know it's a long time away. Scheduled
0: to be released, yeah, July 28th, 2023.
1: Yeah, so it's going to take a year and a half of editing, basically, (laughs) to get that done. So we'll see more of Kang, obviously, too. Great. So yeah, that's what I'd like to see. It'd be cool to see something of Mutants and Deadpool and just little flashes like that. Uh, Okay, this one comes from Chris. There's a few questions in here. Mm -hmm. Which California team do you think is the best of the three at season's end, and who do you think is going to be Nashville's biggest competition for the last playoff spot? One of the Cali teams, Dallas, or do you think the Blackhawks turned it around? Also, do you think after recovering from COVID, the Islanders can fight back in the playoff spot? So answer the second question first, About do you think the Islanders stand a chance to get into the wild card or even further? They do stand a chance.
0: I think so as well. I just think because the Flyers are in so much turmoil, the Devils are the New Jersey Devils. They're treading water right now. Uh, The Blue Jackets are going to be streaky all year long. I think the Caps are for real. The Rangers are for real. The Hurricanes are for real. And honestly, I think the Penguins are for real too. It's just the rest of these teams, I I think the Islanders have the best chance. And I know I spent the first beginning part of this show just slagging on them completely. But if they can figure it out and not have COVID, they're the (laughs) best team on paper, I think. Uh, the Jackets are doing well because every week someone new steps up and starts doing well. This week, it's quest This guy is just... He's second in the league in expected goals per game as a defenseman next to Kael McCarr. Like, that's huge because he's had a gigantic week. The Devils are... eh. Dawson Mercer stepped up and has looked fantastic. Uh, the Flyers... <laughs> Yeah, my future's bet for them to win the Cups not looking really good. (laughs) And then the Islanders, I think, can turn it around. They have good, proven goaltending. It's just Varley has to figure it out. And then Andres Lee needs to score goals, Wallstrom needs to contribute, and Barcaal needs to take his game up half a notch. All right,
1: so in looking at the California teams, I think the one that is going to be battling is going to be Anaheim, just given their young players that have stepped it up, obviously like in Troy Terry, is it
0: Zegris or Zegris? Zegris. Zegris Z- is like, I, I mean, I Milano even. Mulatto's yeah, Milano's been awesome. Um, but Trevor Zegris started the year off so slow, and I went, well, next year, I guess so. And I wrote him off real quick because he just did not look good. He looked like when he first came into the league. And then he's like, yeah, shut the hell up. Let me play some hockey. And he's been on a tear. Uh John Gibson has been a great goaltender just on bad teams. Uh, The Ducks are fun to watch, too, which helps a lot. L.A. is my sneaky pick there, Mm -hmm. just because Jonathan Quick showed flashes of Vesna Jonathan Quick and then quickly disappeared again. But Anaheim, (laughs) like, if I were to, like, tear it off, Anaheim would get, like, 80% of my vote and then give me 15% towards L.A. and then 5% for San Jose. I just think San Jose is not that good. Okay, and do you think... That the Blackhawks turn it around at all. No. Yeah, I thought I thought at the beginning of the year, might stand a chance, but I just don't know. Unless Patrick Kane, from this point forward, produces at a Hart Trophy rate, they will mm-hmm. not be good. Yep. Okay, this one comes from Sean. Do you enjoy the Christmas market? So, Sean. What's the Christmas market? So, Toronto has a Christmas market every year. They didn't have I the Googled last year. It. Yeah, Citrona—it's—it's so it's awesome. Like, there's a bunch of small vendors, a bunch of great food. It's a great—it's a very nice, like, couply place to go to. Me and Nick are going with our girlfriends on Thursday to the Christmas market, and Sean was like, "Oh, I was going to invite you to the July Talk concert on Thursday." I was like, "Don't don't talk to me." That's <laughs> I I like I love July Talk, one of my favorite bands, and uh, I can't go, which is fine because spending time with loved ones and friends is important, and I don't mm-hmm, mean that mm-hmm, facetiously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I do enjoy July talk, but I will enjoy the Christmas market because shout out heirloom foods. Nick, we are going there immediately. Christian Marin, friend of the show, his brother runs heirloom foods. If you're ever in Toronto, go check them out. I'm not sponsored to say any of this. I just promise you I've driven (laughs) over an hour before to go eat their food and I will do it again. But yes, I enjoy the Christmas market. It's very nice. All right. That's good to know. You would enjoy it. You would enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure I would. I love Christmas. Yes.
1: Sure, what I mean. We so I tweeted out that my video of my tree. I've been trying to find a topper for my geek Christmas tree. I really, really, Ooh. really, really want the Death Star one from Hallmark, it's just it retails for $134.
0: Death Star tree topper, it sure does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's you Google, so wasn't it? cool, though. Like it lights up, lights up, has it has music and sounds and everything, too. Is the like, lightsaber handle the remote? I'm not sure on that part. That looks cool. But I do have a little um, rebel X-Wing pilot ornament that if you press the button, it has different lines from Luke Skywalker and A New Hope, which this is pretty cool. Is so much money for a tree um, topper. It is. So to hold me over until I can afford that, I have on from Etsy. Etsy's a great place. To I, find love I love Etsy. I love Etsy of all the creative people on there. But I have a 3D printed rebel legion
0: logo tree topper heading my direction that's pretty cool you'll have Which to, would be pretty cool you're gonna I was gonna say you'll have to tweet it out but I know you will so oh absolutely I'll absolutely. see it then so yeah, yeah. I love Christmas market stuff, I would so. tell you more about things I bought on Etsy but I will ruin Christmas for people so I cannot
1: I was about to do the same I was like wow can't do that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: okay so this one comes from Daniel and I save this one for last for obvious reasons because mm-hmm. it should be a good one what is the biggest bombshell moment you've ever had while covering hockey? I think you know mine. But you need to talk about it.
0: <laughs> Do I really need to talk about Tim Peel again? <laughs> well, just remind people i knew right. new. Okay, so if you heard about Tim Peel getting fired, long story short, oops. Um,. I was just working at Sportsnet (laughs) I was working at Sportsnet, he's doing fine now He's got a podcast, he's retired from the NHL He has his pension, he's completely fine You're welcome Tim, send me a fruit basket Um, (laughs) I was working at Sportsnet (laughs) Shift And this is when we were at our former place of employment When we did another podcast And I was watching the Preds game Like very diligently Mm -hmm. And I was like Wow, you are talking about makeup calls on the air That's pretty bold and I was like, wait, 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 wait. That wasn't the play-by-player color. I was like, that that must have been a referee. So I was like, I'm just gonna tweet this out. And I end up tweeting it out. And looking at it right now, it has 1.6 million views on Twitter. Oh boy. 3.9K retweets, 8.8k oh likes, 591 replies. It was on spit and chiclets. It was embed on Bleacher Report, Sports Illustrated. Uh, ESPN picked up my tweet as well. Yahoo picked up my tweet. The score picked up my tweet. My place of employment sportsnet did not pick up my tweet. They uh, We didn't see eye to eye for a little bit is the nicest way to put it without jeopardizing my employment right now um, But because I'm a freelancer <laughs> I can pretty much do what I want um, But yeah long story short is Tim Peel got caught on a hot mic saying that he gave a makeup call and And Let me tell you going viral sucks the shitstorm that ensues of like just corporate Jargon that gets shoved down. My throat was terrible. I had some people like Threaten me because they were like you're ruining the game blah 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 Uh, Taylor Luan for uh, Replied to me too, and I thought that was cool, and he was saying I thought the NFL refs were bad it was interesting like one of my goals working <laughs> in sports was always to be like i want to break a piece of news one day like be bob mckenzie and be like this guy is signing here and then have that picked up i guess this counts as breaking news um it's just uh i didn't feel bad getting him fired which makes me sound like a horrible person
1: no not at no. all
0: but i just think if you're going to make the game better you gotta get rid of makeup calls or if you're gonna do something sneaky don't get caught just don't (laughs) like if you know you have the mic on you don't trust Fred in the sound truck to have your mic off as soon as the whistle goes don't trust that the one thing I was taught in broadcasting school always was if you have a mic on you pretend it's always on and it's the best advice that's ever been given to me because whenever there's a mic in front of me and I'm just sitting here, I don't say vile shit into it, because I don't know if I'm somehow still on a Zoom call, if I'm still on a Teams meeting, you never know what's happening. It's not to say I say vile shit all the time, but I don't feel bad. People, I think that's the number one question that people have always asked me about this Tim Peel thing, other than, ha ha ha, what, like, did you enjoy it kind of thing. I I don't think I enjoyed it, but I definitely don't feel bad. Right. Yeah, so that was mine. <laughs> What a fun time 2021 was. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I mean, you obviously have me beat here.
0: (laughs) It's not a competition. I
1: know, (laughs) but I mean, for me, it's a different. I guess it's a different type of bombshell moments. Um, there are. Let me let me talk about a couple here. There was one that actually just appeared in my Facebook memories, and it was when. (laughs) Uh, so before and sometimes i still do in terms of the media assignment sheet for the press box we have our chair assignments and everything they would put the names of the scouts that were there the pro scouts and the teams are represented (laughs) a few years ago I simply – this is this is obviously when people were talking about potential trades the Preds could have, things like that. Things were heating up already because of the time of year that it was when you start getting closer to January, right? Things start happening if the teams are performing well or whatnot. And there was already trade talk about Colin Wilson. I tweeted out a set number of scouts that were there, the teams. Mm-hmm. Buffalo was one of them. Mm-hmm. But it's just teams like the scouts present for tonight's game are as follows.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Read into it what you will. That's it, because pro scouts are in every game. They're, they're there. I mean, a lot of pro scouts live in the city that they cover and they just work for the other team. Like Jim McKenzie, former National predator Jim McKenzie, is a scout. He lives in Nashville, but he goes in scouts for his team that, that he works for. So this Buffalo Sabres page on Facebook I guess saw my tweet and took it as me saying oh. that the Buffalo Sabers are close to trading for Colin Wilson, per insider Justin Bradford. Insider Justin, I like that as a ring to it. So if you ever see people saying insider to me based on those you know awful tweets before the the hockey insider from years ago, it was making fun of that that specific thing. I even went on the page and commented on, it, like, that is not what I said. Here's exactly what I said. And people were... People, I mean, it's Buffalo. People were freaking out. People were freaking the F out over this, thinking that, oh, the Sabres going to trade for Colin Wilson? And I never said it. Like, they took this and completely misconstrued what I tweeted uh-huh. and said that I was an insider and reported this. So that went nice and viral. Uh, another time was when of all things. So there is a former Preds captain who is married to a superstar vocalist.
0: Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Mike Fisher. Okay. I thought you weren't just going to say his name. I was like, is this he who shall not? No, 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 no. no.
1: Mike Fisher and Carrie Underwood. Mm -hmm. They're expecting a baby. I was in Huntsville covering university of Alabama and Huntsville chargers, college hockey. And I see from a source, that Carrie had the baby. <laughs> this started the news of me somehow being Baby Breaker Bradford, Baby Breaker I, Insider. Oh, that t- Sounds awful. I tweet, oh God, I tweeted out that Natural Predators, um, Mike Fisher has, and and his wife have acquired a first round pick. Like. Trying to make it a little cutesy and funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying to like break the news like that. Cause I figured somebody else might have potentially. Well, that tweet went pretty viral. Went so viral that if you are not aware of how rabid fans can be of musical artists, um, they can be. I'm thinking, think One Direction, think like Harry Styles, think Jonas Brothers, Carrie Underwood. How f- big time mega fans, especially those that 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 receive a lot of teenager attention uh-huh. where it's like
0: can Make be a- very
1: emotional in terms of how they follow
0: yeah and it's, that's
1: normal that's normal at that age i totally get it we, we've all been in those places maybe not as much but we get that whether it's with sports and music or whatnot i received death threats on twitter Oh, oh. i had to block so many carry fans and then a couple of them apologized later because they're like are you joking if you're joking like i would i don't joke i don't tweet out fake things i'm not a jokester when it comes to that uh-huh like my twitter was blowing up for hours bro hours days until it finally because they didn't break the news until three days later <laughs> it became actually public and i received so many apology tweets from Karenwood fans some of them still follow me to this day even well, though my nice. am uh, playing for the yeah playing for the team some of them are growing up and the i actually communicate with some of them adults uh, and, and yeah they've grown up gone to college and everything it's, that's how long ago it was when you think about it since Isaiah was born But I received death threats That's Death threats
0: a bit much For a baby thing Yeah What do you like uh, Is that the This is gonna get dark Is that the first time you've had death threats on the internet No Okay Because I've Had it like Spottedly Throughout my tenure On the interwebs mm-hmm. But when I did that uh, Tim Peel thing A lot of people wanted to murder me like straight up, just wanted to kill me, and I was like, "You love Tim Peel this much? That much? Like, like what?" I
1: remember this was when I was first starting in radio, and it was just because of some tweets from a really someone. Some was not right in his head, mm-hmm. Threatened to put me in me and Jordan Tutu in a body bag.
0: <laughs> what? So,
1: so my friends, I don't even remember what what spiked it, but I mean, he, the guy was obviously triggered because it was just people shit talking. Yeah. On Twitter. And he threatened that. And so I have a couple, you know, really good uh, mystery fans or friends, sorry, not fans that were able to go find his place of employment and his mom screenshot this. The guy was like in his 30s, but still sent screenshots to his. This was before all this stuff could go on, you know, yeah, where yeah, people yeah. could cancel each other. So he's just a loser. It was just a loser. Yeah. Uh, and so sent it to his mom <laughs> and his place of employment the screenshots. Like, it's one thing to be threatening people to put him in a body bag. Yeah, no,
0: that's awful, for no. lack of a better term. I'm terrified. Like, I would, I guess I'm gonna hold that as my new mantra. It's like, don't say stupid shit on the internet that you wouldn't want your mother to see, or your employer even. Really, yeah, I y- would care. People who use Twitter and have their public or their profiles public, scrub your Twitter before you go to job interviews. When I oh, yeah. was like hiring people back when i was working for wwg we had a bunch of like just applications come in and mm-hmm. i just go to their social media and type in oh man horrible words plus their handle and i was like no 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 oh, no boy. no 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 like oh people are dumb um so you know how you we were look, talking about oh, go ahead you know you're, oh no 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 i was gonna transition off so you oh. continue just real quick real quick the bombshell moment though that is
1: able to cover So just those are two bombs that I I was involved in. What I was able to cover was the Weber-Suban trade. So, and the reason I say this is because I was covering the draft. And so you got to think that unless you were at the draft, then you weren't like there covering everything that was actually happening in the moment where the general managers were. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that is literal boots
0: on the ground. Can sorry, sorry, not
1: Weber-Suban. The Suban trade period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weber-Suban happened after the draft. the draft. Mm-hmm. But... um, Sorry, yes, the Suban trade, which actually broke pretty big there because I was in Vancouver, I remember, and this broke because it was one of those things the Predators were still doing okay, and they had to. They knew they had to dump cap, but it was one of those things... P.K. Suban was a superstar. Uh-huh. Because just his name, his personality, everything like that. But the mo- the reason I want to say this because it was so fun. I was running a little bit late due to the train being a little bit uh, getting behind on that, and try- take that from the suburbs all the way to downtown Vancouver. I walk in, and I not even had a chance to check my phone yet from just jumping off the train and going straight into the arena. I walk past Sean Shapiro of the Athletic. He's like, "Hey, buddy, check your phone." You have work to do. <laughs> I was like, what holy <laughs> shit <laughs> Like b- breaking right then to where remember after the draft finished, David Paul held his availability mm-hmm. and is basically David Poole there just kinda sitting there laughing and Pierre lebrun making jokes about what the cap was gonna be. <laughs> and, well, I mean, but those are the moments you only get if you're there, right? Like, 100%. If you're not there, you're not getting those in, those actual moments. So That was the bumptombe that was fun to cover because it happened on draft day. And unless you were at the draft, which not very many people from Nashville go to cover the draft, uh, unless there's, like, a high first-round pick, which hardly ever happens, <laughs> anymore, then you were there in that moment. And that was fun to be in that moment, all the media clamoring around of why
0: this happened, why this happened, and seeing him have to dodge around the question of why it actually happened. Yeah, that's the- – that's like bucket list things I want to cover. Like a trade like that and be there for yeah. the things that no one really knows about. Like that is, that's so, there for me. Because I love sharing stories like this because I know our listeners appreciate it. So the Suban weber trade though, uh,
1: that obviously happened and everybody was in Nashville. But these are the moments that stand out. So, <laughs> so we're having, we're going to have a call with, <laughs> With PK Suban and you had to come to the arena to go into the big conference room in the arena to be there for it. And I, I, I remember my buddy Daniel Lavender, who's at Admiral's Roundtable is Milwaukee, uh, was there in visiting. He's visiting town for the Preds prospects game, and because he covers the, he covered the Admiral, so he's there to see the prospects. Well, we're all sitting in this room. There's like probably 15 media members, which is a lot for Nashville, uh, in this room. And the way you had to do it is, is to... Conference call.com or go to me whatever the conference call mm-hmm. line was the predators were using at the time and they had a bunch of people that weren't on mute <laughs> one of them being a french canadian radio station RDS i don't recall which one it was because all we could hear were commercials being played i would in bet french. i would bet it's rds and it's loud rds because yes. the the conference call was on hold <laughs> Hmm. and everybody's sitting there going uh-oh uh-oh and then you hear some other french folks talking trying to tell them to turn this off and the prince pr was even like hello could you please mute yourself so we can get this conference call started multiple times then finally and you can imagine the reaction from people finally prince pr went Okay, sorry, everyone. We're going to do this conference call. All the people here in the room since they can't figure out mute. Click. That's incredible.
0: Bye-bye, everybody. I don't get how people don't know how to mute their shit or know their shit's not muted. So here's the thing. Before he went click, all you heard was, no, 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 click. (laughs) (laughs) That was a very good French accent or impression.
1: (sighs) Dude, it was one of those things where everybody's just like, holy shit, they did that. Good. Like, especially P.K. Subban. You know how many French outlets were on mm-hmm. that conference call and then all of a sudden got screwed out of the conference call because one station couldn't figure it out.
0: And like to put that into perspective, that delays the process of getting that information out to their media mm-hmm. by hours because the conference call took how long? An hour, let's say?
1: I mean, 15 minutes, you know. As oh, I thought it was longer. No, I mean, he was
0: in Europe at the time. Yeah, so double it has to get back to them, and then they have to go through it, and there's no transcript immediately available. Mm -hmm. So that whole process for 15 minutes, instead of it just being a turn and burn, is like Mm -hmm. an extra hour, hour and a half. Because they could just, could not not just shut the hell up, yeah. (laughs) But I'll never forget that, because we're
1: just, (gasps) whoa, to think that one of the biggest trades... Not just in Predators history, but in hockey history. That's a pretty damn big trade, a one for one like that. That's a one for one superstar trade, yeah. And only people in the room were able to be a part of it. <laughs> it's a boss move by whoever
0: clicked the hang up button. It was. We were just like, all right, because it was annoying. It was
1: super annoying. We yeah, it's the worst. By French commercials.
0: <laughs> Pourquoi? <laughs> Parce que.
1: Pourquoi LaSange, le Leroux? Ah, Elvella Banat.
0: We, <laughs> is all I'll give you after that I can't wait to go to the draft in Montreal Me neither man It's going to be fun um, Before we get out of here I want to show you my most recent purchase Ooh, ooh Show and tell with Matt mm-hmm. Hold on
1: <laughs> Yes
0: I had to buy yes. the Tim Beebs hat The Tim Biebs
1: hat be- did, you, did you try the Tim Beebs though, too? Oh, yeah. I bought a 10-pack and ate them promptly. Were they
0: good? They're okay.
1: Okay. Explain to everybody first what Tim Beebs are, and then explain the flavor.
0: Okay. So, Tim Hortons has Tim Bits, which are just donut holes. And wow. then Justin Bieber was like, I'm going to make my own. But really, it was Tim Hortons going, we're going to give you a butt ton of money to have your own Tim Bits. And so, he just kind of upgraded three existing flavors. Uh, okay. birthday cake is really damn good to just begin with. And he made mm-hmm. like a birthday cake waffle one. And so that one is top notch for me because birthday cake's my favorite. The sour cream glazed one, he added, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just added chocolate chips to it. Oh man. So the consistency is the problem with that one because some oh, of no. them had a few chocolate chips, some of them had oh, too no. many. And then like the one out of four was just right. Um, the white fudge chocolate dip one tastes the exact same as a chocolate dip one. And if you think otherwise, you're wrong. Um, then I bought this toque, which cost too much money to be quite honest. How much Canadian did you pay for that? So I'm going to tell you right now, you rip the logo off and you've ripped the other logo off. Um, this toque and its materials are worth no more than like two bucks at the dollar store. I paid $30 for this. Oh my God, Matthew. But I also bought another one that's still in its bag. So you can sell it later. You can't get it in America, dude. You're gonna have like fans. I want to put it clamoring. on eBay when everyone calms down on eBay because you can get like the tote bag, the fanny pack, and the hat combo for like oh, and a, in a in a box too, like the Timbit box. All this
1: merch, all this merch is for sale. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't not realize it was that big of a yeah. Thing. yeah I it's it was crazy just a thing
0: in the hat. It's awesome. Uh, the fanny pack I'll never wear. The tote bag I'll never wear. But people are selling like that whole bundle for like two, three hundred dollars. So the hat's gonna pay for itself, hundred percent. But I might just keep it. Okay. Why not? I'm actually also going to wear this hat all winter because it fits my fat head, and it's <laughs> hilarious. So this is what I'll actually wear to the Christmas market, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Tim Beebs, the stupidest thing I've spent money on lately. There's a lot of Christmas presents that I've bought that I can't talk about on the podcast until after Christmas. That's fair. So we'll talk about that too. It's
1: a lot. Okay. There's a lot. There's okay. A lot. All right, well, folks, we thank you so much for participating and just giving us some questions to answer and some topics. We really appreciate it. And that was a lot of fun. We I love episodes mailbags. like this. Love episodes like this because we can talk about so many different things and keep it around hockey still too, but also what the things that we enjoy and things that we love. Uh, for reference, If you don't know what we were talking about, we mentioned a puddle. Type Parole (laughs) on Google, Parole Philippines. It is a type of Christmas decoration, which you will see in one of the Disney shorts that is available on Disney Plus as well. It is something that is very heartfelt for the Filipino tradition around Christmas as well. So highly recommend you see that there's so many different types of puddles out there too. So go check that out. They're very unique. You can
0: get them on Etsy if you're interested in it. and i would be more than happy to share Filipino culture with you. Add the word Christmas to your search, too. Because if oh, you yeah, just type in that. parole Philippines like I just did, there's oh, like geez. a prisoner may be granted parole. Whenever the board finds that there is a reasonable probability that if released, he'll okay. be law-abiding. Okay. And one day we should go over Filipino law because there's some crazy laws, man. Oh, God. Okay. Another time. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's it's... at best of Matt at Triple P Podcast underscore. Uh, you make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Google, Spotify, where we get your podcast. And I'm at Justin B Bradford. We'll talk to you next time on Triple P Podcast, Brent's Bucks, Penoise.
0: Bye.